Journaling Study Board. Welcome to the week five recap. Um, in case you didn't notice, Caden and I have been away for a little bit. Uh, it's just a lot getting the timing of everything correct for getting a consistent go on the podcast. Um, if you don't follow our Instagram, you should. KA underscore football. Check it out. Um, we mentioned that from here on out, we're probably only going to be doing one episode a week for the time being. We're looking to hopefully get back to that at some point, back to two episodes a week at some point. But for now, we're going to do one episode a week. Uh, we're going to do the recap episodes, and then we're hopefully going to post our weekly picks on the Instagram. So make sure to go check that out. Um, and then hopefully in coming episodes and on the Instagram, we'll keep you guys updated on the current standings of our picks as well. Um, so without further ado, it was a wild week five, and we can't wait to break it down for you guys. Welcome to KNA Football. All right, Caden. I don't want to spoil too much, um, so don't don't delve too far into it. But you went to an NFL game this weekend. I did. I did go to an NFL game. We won't. I mean, people could probably figure out which game I was most likely be at. But the Browns game, right? I just got booted. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do this on the fly and get back on the phone with Austin. <laughs> but yeah, I was at an NFL game this weekend. I'm assuming if anyone's listening to this, they could probably they could probably figure out which game I was at. Hold on. This is a this is a struggle. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you could probably figure out which game I was at. It doesn't take a genius to know. But so we'll talk about that when we get there. But the game itself, it's kind of a blowout. But being at the game, it was a fun experience. But, yeah, I was at a game. Yeah. All right. So let's harken ourselves all the way back to the far, far, long-ago land of Thursday. Thursday night football, we have the winless Chicago Bears going to um, the United States Capitol to play the Washington football team. And I think that everyone rightfully expected that this game was not going to be in the Bears' favor. Um, they've had their struggles. Justin Fields has his struggles. Um, their play calling has had its struggles. The Bears' defense has not been great. And the football team has actually been showing up pretty solidly. Uh, so, Caden, why don't you go ahead and talk about this game really quick? Yeah. So, right off the bat, the Bears get the ball, and it took them maybe – maybe five or six plays to go down the field and DJ Moore in the first drive alone had about like 68 yards and a touchdown right off the bat. Next drive, DJ Moore again, big play, big play. The bears dominated this game 40 to 20 DJ Moore had the greatest game of his career. He had eight receptions for 230 yards and three touchdowns, which is absolutely nuts. Great game. A super sad Panthers traded him away. He just looked like, unguardable out there uh justin fields had his best career game i think uh he had 282 passing yards four passing touchdowns i mean the bears all around looked very good and washington's not like 
a terrible team. I mean, they're not good, but they, they were in a very close game last week against Philly. I mean, they've been a decent team, and the Bears just completely stomped on them. So I don't know if it's something of the Bears just needed four weeks to wake up, and here they are. This is the Bears that everyone thought they were going to be, but the Bears looked really good. And me and you thought that they were going to be good this year, and this is what we kind of envisioned them to look like all year round. And they really showed up this week, though. Yeah. So now we get the super, super fun opportunity to watch the next couple of weeks and see whether the first four weeks were the outlier or whether week five was the outlier. You know, are the Bears still bad, but they just had, you know, one really great game? Or are they actually good? They just were really unlucky for four weeks in a row. Get to find out. Should be fun. It's going to be super easy to pick as well. Which, which oh, yeah, by the sure. way, we, we are, like Austin said in the beginning, we are keeping track of the pick still. And I think I'm beating you by like three or four. So it's not yeah, near it's, as bad as last yeah. year. But it's a we lot also closer this year than it was. Yeah, we also still have to figure out a punishment. So that's true. We're very busy, well, we, if you we, can't tell. We still have a lot of season left to go. So we yeah. still have a lot of time to procrastinate on that. That's true. And the, far, the further behind you fall, uh, you can lighten the punishment as much as you want. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Then heading to, into Sunday, uh, the very early, what was it? 9.30 a.m. game. Um, we had the Buffalo Bills playing the London Jaguars. Um, I say that because the Jacksonville just stayed. Yeah, they, they were there all week. I feel like that makes sense. It wouldn't make sense for them yeah. to jet lag no one would back home. Yeah. They played the Falcons last week in London. Um, then they played the Bills again in London this week. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. The Jaguars probably requested that because they seem to never, ever lose when they're in London. And keeping with that streak, they went and went ahead and beat the Bills 25-20, to 20, which I don't really think anyone was expecting, especially after Buffalo dropped, what was it, like 40 points, 50 points on the Dolphins last week. And then the Jaguars have been struggling. They didn't really put up that great of a showing against anyone. Um, and then for the Bills to go into London and lose by five points, no one was really expecting that. But, you know, great showing from the London Jaguars. I am eagerly awaiting their <laughs> transition to just stay in London um, in the next three to four years. So the London Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all there is to say, the Jags. I mean, it makes a little sense when you think about it. A team that has two weeks now in London and doesn't have to have that whole jet lag. Like I've already been there or used to it. The bills, they probably flew down Thursday or Friday. So they were still getting accustomed and used to, because it's a whole nother time zone there. So it makes more sense when you really factor that in. I think if they both play here, I think Buffalo has the advantage. So, but yeah, I, Jackson will one. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. And then we approach your game. Mike. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know what order we're going in here. Sure, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, go the ahead. Panthers Lions game. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So yeah, I went to this game. It was only it's only three hours away from where we live, so I'm like, you know what? I don't get to go to many Panthers games, so might as well, you know. Tickets. You know, look before the season starts. You're like, okay, Panthers Lions. That's going to be a pretty cheap ticket because both teams are not very good ever. Well, it turns out, you know, the Lions are incredible this year. So Lions tickets are just like 
jacked up through the roof. And the Panthers are kind of the complete opposite. So thankfully, that lowered the ticket prices a little bit because if they had been like any other team, those tickets would have been ridiculous. I mean, they were still a little, not still a little much, but. So yeah, me and my dad went to this game. Um, Panthers got the ball first. They go down. They get about to the 50 and then they punt. Lions go three plays all the way down the field, score a touchdown. And I was like, oh boy. And then we go Aiden Hutchinson gets an interception on a screen pass. Yeah, you heard that right. And Aiden Hutchinson plays on the defensive line. Um, then they score about two or three plays later. And it was 14 nothing in like five minutes. And I was like, holy crap, the Lions are going to put up 70. Fortunately, they didn't. It was 42-24, which is a, I mean, pretty big blowout. But it was a lot of fun to be there. The Lions Stadium, super duper nice. Like, incredible stadium. And that place was so packed and so loud. I've never heard a louder stadium. Like that, that's definitely the loudest building or venue that I've ever been in. It was it was nuts. But it was a really cool atmosphere. Like it kind of sucked because it was all Lions fans and I was kind of getting heckled, but it's very cool. But the Lions are very dangerous. That's just like they're they are not to be slept on. They're a good team. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I jumped to the Carolina-Detroit game. Let's get back on schedule. I'm also a little confused. Back on schedule. Uh, do you have Tennessee-Indiana as next? Is that the right? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're good then. Okay. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Um, going to be honest. Oh, oh, ready for a rant. That the Panthers game, so yeah, I was gonna say, I'm gonna be honest, I did not watch many of the one o'clock games either. Um, I you know, the Browns didn't play this week, they had a bye week, and so instead of dedicating my time to football, um, I dedicated my time <laughs> to going and playing indoor soccer. <laughs> Very fun, I have to say. Um, but what I do know about this game is that, first off, most important part, Indianapolis won 23-16. That's obviously the most important part to any football game, um, is who won. But, very worth noting, that after the game, who could have guessed? Um, why am I, why yeah. am I blanking on his yeah. name, Yeah, say it. Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I just blanked on his name so hard. Anthony Richardson was hurt. Shocker! Could you, that? Could you, have you ready for me? You ready for another rant? I'll give one because we gave it about I think probably last time we recorded. Honestly, yep. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm here for it. I think the viewers have forgotten. Oh yeah, it's 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 been a while. You know, he's a good quarterback when he plays. He's a good runner when he plays. When he plays, but she doesn't play. He'll play two games, and then he'll die. Like he he is literally. This is this is week five. And he's been hurt three separate times now. They're saying he's going to be hurt for at least a month. Dude is already getting injury prone because he only can run and he only just tries to run through people. That's going to result in so many injuries. As we can already tell, he's going to be out of the league in two to three years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've said it a thousand times, but like Tom Brady played forever. 
Like, and everyone was like, okay, Thompson, you're time to go. But he probably could have played for longer. Why? Because he didn't move. He didn't ever get hit. When he felt pressure, he just went to the ground. He didn't get hit, so he could play for absolutely ever. That's why kickers can play forever. Running backs have a shorter life, shorter NFL life. Linemen have a shorter NFL life. Um, they get hit all the time. It's just how it is. So when you take a quarterback, like, you look at running quarterbacks, it's like, okay, who's some of the most notable running quarterbacks? The ones that have success are the ones that last the longest. But in the last couple of years, you think of, like, RG3. Like, he ran all over the place, was out of the league in not that much time at all. And that's what's going to happen to Anthony Richardson. Very unfortunate because he actually is, like, he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Not in terms of throwing, but, like, in terms of adapting to the NFL and being able to run well there. Um, but like you said, like he legitimately has been evaluated for an injury every single week. He will not last long. Yeah, but you know what? Gardner Minshew came in and played this game for them, and they won again. The Colts, are they undefeated with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback? Let me look. Let me pull up their uh, thing real quick. Because they won this game. They beat the Ravens a few weeks ago. They lost last week, but that was an Anthony Richardson game. They might be undefeated with uh, Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Me and you both believe he's a very serviceable quarterback. For sure. Um, while you're looking that up, also worth noting, this was Jonathan Taylor's first game back um, this year. Um, that he reworked. Did he rework? Or I think he just worked out a new deal. No, he got, an ex- he got a new deal, yeah. Yeah, worked out a new deal with the Colts. It's like, ooh, I want to say four years, $43 million. It's somewhere in that realm. Um pretty good deal if i do say so myself i'm not entirely certain that's the deal that he wanted initially but you know i feel like he, he kind of realized that if he didn't strike a deal soon like his life expectancy in the nfl was going to be like Le'Veon bell where he has like a couple really good seasons everyone's like he's really great he holds out too long not valuable anymore and then no one picks him up and he's done in the nfl so in my opinion good call by him to just go ahead and sign um work out a new deal play for whatever it's a lot better than just destroying your NFL career because you're a little bit too greedy. Mm-hmm. And we were right. Gardner Minshew is three now this year yeah. in games that he's played majority of. Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback, dude. I don't know why they don't just roll with him, but I don't get to make the rules. All right. Time for... Oh, crap. I got rid of my tab. Time for one of my favorite... My favorite games of the week, everybody. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it wasn't a good game. Everyone is so excited about this game. <laughs> Me, personally, super excited. Okay, The New England Patriots played the New Orleans Saints. And does anyone know what happened? The New Orleans Saints beat the Patriots 34-0. 34-0. I cannot tell you how happy I was about that. Not that I'm, like, happy to see the Patriots lose. Like, I don't really care anymore. But it just brings me joy when, you know, the juggernauts of the last two decades go ahead and plummet like they did. Like, really not that disappointed. Mac Jones was benched in this game again. Again, yeah. Um, he threw a pick six. He threw a plethora of interceptions. Um, the Patriots have now been outscored 73-3 to in the last two games. Um, so bad. Look, the uncomfortable thing that everyone is saying on the internet, so it's really not that uncomfortable, is that Bill Belichick's got to go. Like, no one wants to say it because it's Bill Belichick, 
but it's become painfully obvious that the Patriots' success over the last two decades had more to do with Brady than it did Belichick. Um, not that Belichick isn't a great coach, but it's just like, you know, Brady went, Brady left, won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay with really not that great a coaching staff down there. It has good players, not a great coaching staff. Um, came back, went to the playoffs again with Todd Bowles, which, you know, I feel like they should have just been given the Super Bowl if you have Todd Bowles as your quarterback or as your coach. And meanwhile, Bill Belichick just has not performed very well whatsoever. And Mac Jones is clearly not the answer, guys. You can't get benched for Bailey Zappi two weeks in a row after getting benched for Bailey Zappi last year. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have loved this if it was probably any other team except for the Saints. <laughs> that kind of sucked. And when you throw on top of it, you're in a very close fantasy football game and you're playing against Saints defense. We then pitch a shutout and get a defensive touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't a great day. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. And when you're finding out all of this while you're at the Panthers game, watching them get absolutely steamrolled, it was it was a great time. It was a great that time. You know what is a great time? It's a great time when your division opponents lose. I know you can't relate to that because um, the Saints steamrolled them. But when you have two division opponents playing each other, it's kind of like, you wish they could both lose. So basically, you're rooting for a tie. But you have to pick the lesser of the two evils. And when the Ratbirds play the Steelers, and the Ratbirds have a significantly better record, you're like, would not mind very much if the Steelers went ahead and won. And despite Matt Canada's best efforts, the Pittsburgh Steelers did, in fact, win this game 17-10. to 10. The Baltimore offense could not catch a ball to save their life. They dropped eight passes, which would have resulted in 150 plus yards and three touchdowns had they just caught the ball. Yeah. But they applied butter in between their hands before the game. And then on like the final play, um, Kenny Pickett, you know, lays it in the bread basket, George Pickens, and he takes it to the house to win the game 17 10. And if you guys are following any NFL Instagram pages, you will have seen that um, Matt Canada looks like actually disappointed that they scored. Like he was the only one in like the entire Steelers universe that did not celebrate. He was just sitting there like stone-faced. He's like, I'm mad that Kenny Pickett audibled out of my negative one negative yard rush. Negative two yard pass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. No, Matt, Matt, Matt Canada is so bad. Like the fact that he has a job is terrible. And for anyone that's not any like NFC North team that's not a Ravens fan, has got to be thrilled because one, the Ravens lost and that's exciting. But since they won, there's no reason to go fire Matt Canada. Like they, they, they can't really do that. Oh, exactly. So that's at it least one more week. Scenario. That's at least one more week of the Steelers having Matt Canada as our offensive coordinator. He yeah, is exactly. so bad, dude. Like, I mean, he's probably better than we could do. No, that's actually not true. No, we could totally go do better than him. Yeah. Yeah. It's called. I, I probably couldn't exactly learn the uh, exact language, like right, right, right now. But if they were to hire me right now, I could probably be like, okay, guys, let's just. Throw call, it whatever, call whatever runs the ball forward <laughs> instead of backwards. Oh, and also the forward pass. That was invented like 100 years ago. Let's go ahead and utilize that instead of backwards. And let's take Najee Harris out of the game because he's about as slow as, I don't know, me. <laughs> and I don't play in the NFL. So, so true. All right. Go ahead and move over to 
Houston playing Atlanta. I'm sorry, Caden. Another in-division opponent went ahead and won again. The Atlanta Falcons won 21-19. It's okay. Hey, you don't got to apologize. We have no hope, okay? We're the only 0-5 team in the NFL. We, um, we don't have hope. Uh, at this That's point, true. the rest of the division can win every game for the rest of the year. It's not going to make a difference. We are not going to go anywhere this year. This year. Next year is our year. Trust. Uh, next, uh, next year, you dumb boys. Next year is your year. <laughs> uh-huh. Next year, next year we dumb boys. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Texans Falcons. Texans Falcons. Um, don't know if you guys <laughs> saw. Very exciting news in my world, and hopefully Caden's world. I don't know how much of a believer he is, but super, super exciting. Um, C.J. Stroud broke the all-time record for passing attempts without an interception to start a career. So he is the current leader for passing attempts with no interceptions um, through the first you know, X number of games in their career. I think it's like 180-something now that he has. Um, super exciting. Uh, obviously, he's playing out of his mind. He's playing fantastic with the team that he has around him. Um, super exciting for us, or at least me. I'm an Ohio State fan, so it's really exciting to see Ohio State quarterbacks performing well. Um, I think Justin Fields has the potential. He's just got to pull it together, and C.J. Stroud just hopped right in and said, yeah, I'll take this team despite its best efforts to try to win. So, you know, 19-21, to 21, not the worst in the world for the Texans, especially for C.J. Stroud breaking that record. Super excited about that. I'm a little worried that we keep bringing it up because I feel like we're just going to jinx him. But no matter, he has the record now. Can't take that away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I probably know the least amount of this game, about this game as about any of the other games this week. I don't. I didn't see much about it at all. I know the Falcons kicked a game-winning field goal as time expired. And 21-19, not a very high-scoring game. But I do know, like you said, all the C.J. Stroud broke all these records. So... Dang it, dude. Sorry. I'm looking at right now at the score for the Packers and Raiders game. So I was telling you before that I'm in a very intense uh, fantasy football game. And I got a lot of Packers players going tonight. And it's 0-0 with eight minutes left in the first quarter. So not very action-filled for my fantasy team. Dang it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. All right. (laughs) So then hop over to um, one of the games that everyone was kind of expecting unfortunately. Uh, New York Giants playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, really not much to say here, guys. Miami won 31-16. to um, The Giants are the worst team in the league. Giants are really bad, but I'm going to tell you something. I can't decide. Like, last year, I was like, I'm not a believer in Tua Tungavaloa. I wasn't. Then he performed uh-huh. really, really well. You know, he got his concussions. He couldn't play. It's like, okay. I'm st- like, I'm kind of a believer in Tua Tungavaloa. And then you're like, okay. Well, everyone has to be a believer in Tua Tungavaloa now. Because, I mean, they're winning all these games. They're winning them by 70 points. Like, it's ridiculous what they're doing out there. But then you actually watch the games and you're like, is Tua good? Or does he just have the fastest humans who have ever existed on the football field at the same time? And so it's legitimately impossible to mess that up. Like, could I go out there, hand it off to the fastest humans on earth, and say, we win? Could I stand back in the pocket, throw the ball into open space, despite the fact where my receivers are, 
and because they're the fastest, they're just going to get to the space before the ball hits the ground? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody really knows. We don't know whether Tua is good or not solely because he has, like, the four fastest people who have ever lived on the football field at the same time. Yeah. And, and his running game is crazy now. Devon, the rookie, Devon Achan, however you say his last name, yeah. is nuts. He had he leads the league in rushing yards, and he didn't play until week three. I mean, he's crazy. He broke, but he did get hurt in this game. But hopefully, he'll be back. He's a stud. He's a great player. But yeah, the Dolphins are just—they're unfair. They have the fastest player in the NFL. They probably have the second fastest, probably the third and the fourth. And there's some dude on the practice squad apparently who's like the second fastest on the team. Yeah, so, there's some dude on the practice squad who Tyreek was like, I probably wouldn't challenge him to a race. And you're like, whoa, Tyreek Hill wouldn't challenge this <laughs> this guy to a race? That's insane. He's on the practice squad. Yeah, uh, you can almost guarantee that Mike McDaniel is pulling him up for the next game. Oh, you know who they play next game? The Panthers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're looking for oh. a 100-point game. <laughs> um, all right. This was a little bit of an unfortunate game. I'm not going to lie, guys. Cincinnati Bengals at Arizona Cardinals. Bengals ended up winning this 34-20. to It was actually really close for most of the game. Um, very unfortunate that the Bengals won. I was really pulling for them to lose. That would have been amazing. Um, Josh Dobbs played really great again. I don't know where that came where from. That came I from. really I don't know. Really um, but he played really well. He played really well. Don't know why. Don't know. Um, and, unfortunately, and unfortunately, the Bengals decided, the Bengals decided that this was the game, was the game that they were going they to were going And so and after so, Jamar Chase told the world that he is that always, he is open, always open, open, Joe Burrow was Joe like, Burrow was let's, like test let's test that theory. And it worked. Um, Jamar Chase went for 15 receptions, every single yard possible, and every touchdown. So, you know, he scored 50-some fantasy points. So good job to anyone who had him and was still sticking it through to start him. Good job to anyone who had Joe Burrow and was taking it through to still start him. Um, we all really, deep down in our hearts, we all knew that they were probably going to put it together at some point. But you have to remember, they are playing the Cardinals. Have the Cardinals hey, been playing well? Hey, hey, hey. Yes, hey, hey, hey. yes, of yeah, course. We, we got to give the Cardinals well. their props yes, or else we're going to get yelled at. You have to give them their props. I will say, you must give them their props. They're doing far better than anyone could have ever anticipated. Um, oh, yeah. Want a game. Like, I mean, they won a game, but, like, they beat the Cowboys in that game. And it was, like, the Cowboys are actually pretty good. Like, I'm not going to lie, guys. Um, and they're keeping the rest of these games actually really close. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, are they, on paper, the worst team in the NFL? Yes. Are they keeping it really, really close and playing really, really well? Yes, also, of course. But, like, at the beginning of the season, if you would have said, like, oh, you know, Bengals are playing Cardinals week five. Predict the score right now. We would have said 1,000 to zero because it's the Bengals and the Cardinals. So I feel like it's a little bit of an overreaction for everyone to be like, oh my gosh, the Bengals have finally pulled it together. Jamar Chase went for 15 catches every touchdown and 50 fantasy points. And Joe Burrow, he finally looks good. Like, again, guys, they are playing the Cardinals. Like, we need to remember this. Not discounting what the Cardinals are doing. But if at the beginning of the year you would have told me that the final score was going to be 34 to 20, I would have said that's a little bit of a letdown. Did the Bengals pull their starters at on the third snap of the game? So I'm going to say the third snap. No, I, the Cardinals are decent, dude. You know they're not like the Seahawks of last year, but 
they're not the worst team in the league. They're not the bottom two teams in the league. No, they're not. And like, totally cool with that. Um, like that's fine. Like I'm perfectly okay with seeing them succeed. I have nothing against the Cardinals. Totally okay with seeing Josh Dobbs go in there and absolutely destroy it out there. Yeah, they got a goofy head coach though. But yeah, goofy head coach. We don't need to talk about him though. <laughs> All right. Um, we have the Philadelphia Tush Pushers and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Eagles continue to show why the Tush Push is an unstoppable thing. I saw something on Instagram, and it was, when you see this formation, you know that Jalen Hurts is about to get 6.1 fantasy points. It's like, yeah, so true. You just line up in that formation is a guaranteed drive. Honestly, I think they should run that play every single play. Like there's, there's one where, yard. They get one yard though. There's times where they get like three. Okay, well you know that's sometimes. That's best case scenario three. If you, you do that, every play, kind of unstoppable. Totally okay. down for that. Stack the box. No, I'm kidding, of course. But um, yeah, Philadelphia won. I honestly don't know too much about this game, so I can't tell you guys too much. But here's what I do. Yeah. Now. Other teams in the league are trying to push push now. They're like. That's unfair. You guys have to ban that. And the NFL was like, we're not going to ban it quite yet. Well, other teams are trying it now. They're like, okay, fine. You won't ban it. We're going to do it. Turns out every single team that tries it, someone gets injured. It's, I think it's kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like, they lose yards. They don't pick up the first down, and then someone gets injured. That's how it works. Every other team that tries this. The Eagles are the only people who have mastered it, and I am here for all of it. Yeah, yeah the Eagles... I don't know how they do it, honestly. Like it's either Jason Kelsey is a stud at what he does, or Jalen Hurts, or maybe a little bit of both. I don't really know, but it works for them. But yeah, this game was kind of, I mean, as expected. Cooper Cup was back and he played good. Cooper Cooper Cup, no, uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, both on the field at the same time, is pretty scary. The only uh, the only reason I feel like that they probably lost because they're playing the Eagles. If they played another team, I feel like that combo is, is going to be way too much for a lot of teams. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. My AirPods right. keep dying, and it's really frustrating me if I keep switching them. So, <laughs> otherwise, i got to put in goofy earbuds. All right. Um, here we had the Hackett Bowl. We had the New York Jets playing the Denver Broncos. If you guys remember... Before the season started, head coach of the Broncos, Sean Payton, was like, you know, this team is an absolute disaster. You know, the penalties that this team occurred last year is unacceptable. It is completely on the head coach. It was the worst coaching tenure in the history of the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, that's my new offensive coordinator. Don't talk about him that way. And everyone was like, oh, we can't wait for them to play each other week five. And then Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and everyone kind of forgot about it. And then week five rolled around, and everyone was like, eek. Jets are not yeah. going to be able to back up their offensive coordinator on this one. Like they're playing with Zach Wilson as their guy. Like they are not going to be winning. Psych. Turns out that I think Psych. Really think that it's the Broncos, guys. The Broncos are the problem. I don't think it's the coach. I think that if Nathaniel Hackett went and coached any other team, not a fan of Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not going to lie. Not a fan. Yeah. But what you have to you have to know is that Sean Payton now coaches the most penalized team in the NFL. So it's like, okay, it's got to be your guys. Like, it cannot be the coach at this point. Unless you also are really, really bad, which nobody really believes. 
It has to just be the team. So Jets went ahead and won this one, 31-21. Um, you know, Jets were super excited because they got to defend their offensive coordinator. Uh, Robert Sala had one game ball to give away at the end, and in the locker room he gave it to Nathaniel Hackett. Um, you know, as a obviously a dig at Sean Payton, like, well, who's the worst coach now? Clearly you, because you lost. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall, he went crazy yes. in this game. Zach Wilson, hey, the last two weeks, the, the Jets have looked good. They should have beat Kansas City last Sunday night. They should have. <laughs> kind of got, kind of got hosed on a, uh, on some, on some bad calls from the refs. The Jets, maybe they could squeak into the playoffs. Not really sure, but if that happens, Aaron Rodgers is trying some new special way of recovering from an Achilles injury. So maybe some craziness happens and he comes back. It'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, I, I think doubt it'd be. It. It'd be pretty hard for the Jets to sneak in, just because like it'll either be the Bills or Dolphins that take the one seed, obviously, and then the other one's going to have a really good record, and so they're just going to have a good record going into it. So the Jets are going to have to put up a really, really solid performance if they want to sneak into the playoffs, like the seven seed. Yeah. But I agree. Zach Wilson has been playing really, really well, a lot better than most people think. Um, he's still not great, like, obviously. It's Zach Wilson, guys. Like, yeah. I think I think we can all acknowledge that, like, Zach Wilson, we haven't quite figured out what it is yet because he hasn't been in the league long enough, but Zach Wilson kind of has the Baker Mayfield arc of some sort where it's, like, you like, know, play, really play really well, play, like, trash sort of thing. Um, <laughs> But for this little stretch here, like we've said before, not a hater of Zach Wilson. Okay, we're pulling for the guy. I want him to perform well. I think everybody's rooting for him. Yeah. All right. Last up on the Sunday afternoon games, we have Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes' first time in Minnesota in his career. So they're playing the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, early on in this game, Travis Kelsey gave the world a little bit of a scare. because well, he, he gave Swifties a little bit of a scare. Oh, come on. We all enjoy, maybe not you, but no. everyone knows that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end. Travis Kelsey is one of the best players. and one of the I, I, totally, I totally agree. No, I'm not this, but I'm just saying the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing is completely blown out of proportion and super, super annoying. And I yeah. know that's not just me. I know no, people agree with me on that one. Yeah, that's not just you. I think legitimately everyone, other than Swifties, are just annoyed at this point. Like, I think at the beginning we were all kind of pulling, like, oh, yeah, okay, Travis, like, go for it. Like, I don't know, I guess, go for it, man. So we were all, like, kind of almost hoping that he was actually dating Taylor Swift. And now we're like, please just break up, take the hit. Okay, we get Let it. Make a song a, about you. We get it. There's gonna be a song. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be pretty. Okay. Don't worry. But the song's gonna be terrible anyway. She's not a good singer. It's gonna suck. So we can all just ignore it. The Super Bowl ring will make it all worth it in the end. So please just spare us all. Okay, we don't want to see Taylor Swift on our screens anymore. We would really, really just like to see football. Okay, we're not we're not here to see Donna Kelsey with um, Taylor Swift. Not here for that. But he gave the world, Swifties, everyone to say it, Chiefs fans, everyone but Vikings fans, got a little bit of a scare. Travis Kelsey went ahead and fell down in like the middle of like a pretty routine play, and he left the game for a little bit with an ankle injury. But then, you know, as he does, 
uh, he had to come back in the game and go ahead and help the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-20. to Really, really unfortunate. Uh, Vikings fall to 1-4. and four. Not great. And Justin Jefferson left this game with an injury, and they said that they will not be risking Justin Jefferson re-injuring that, so he will not be back until he is fully 100%. There will be no early comeback for Justin Jefferson. Who knows how long he'll be out. It doesn't sound like it'll be that long. But he said he, he the Vikings staff, all said he won't be back till he is a guaranteed 100%. Yeah, and the Vikings, dude, they're not that good. They've struggled, and they're, what, one in five? One in four now, yeah. It's pretty bad. So, I mean, they got, they don't, they got the Lions in their division. I mean, the Packers are okay. They, they don't got that much time. They got to, they got to start figuring out. Yeah. Justin I mean, Jefferson, like I said, like he's going to own a lot of money. They could still figure out, um, you know, how to pull this together. We're only a quarter of the way through the season. So their division really isn't that great to where it's like, oh, now we have to catch up with the Bills, the Dolphins, something like that. It's like, okay, you have to catch up with the Packers who have won two games. You have to catch up with the Lions who have won three. three. Um, no, four. Lions have won four. Lions have won four. So, yeah, the so, Lions yeah, the are a problem, problem, but... but I mean, they're not like they're some not juggernaut. It's like it's impossible to catch them. You have time to try to figure this thing out. So, you got to do that quick. You run out of time. Yeah. All right. And then the game of the week, what everyone thought was going to be the game of the week the Cowboys and the Niners. The rematch of the last two divisional round playoff games. Dallas losing both of them in pretty hilarious fashion. And uh, this one, though, was supposed to be different. This was supposed to be a good, close, intense game. And it was so bad. The 49ers killed the Cowboys. 42-10, but the game was even more blood than the score says. Uh, George Kittle had three touchdowns. Uh, the Niners, the, the, uh, was it? Dak had three interceptions. Shocker. Um, it was ugly. And I I believe that it's fair to say the Niners are far and away the best team in the NFL. And I would not be surprised if they actually went 17-0 and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean out of the out undefeated of the teams, there are only two undefeated teams undefeated left, teams one of them being San Francisco, the other one being the Eagles. The Eagles have shown signs of weakness this year. There have been games that have been close. There have been games that have gone to overtime. It's like, it's been close. The Eagles are good, don't get me wrong, but it's been close. No game the 49ers have played has been close. They have been pretty handily winning every one of their games. Their defense is... Amazing. Amazing. Their offense, Their offense is, unstoppable. is unstoppable. I don't know, I don't know where they found where this Brock Purdy guy, guy. But keep him around keep for him sure. Around. Um, Christian, no, 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 yes, no. Hold yes, up. yes, yes. Hold the phone. No, you no. did not tell me to hold I was the phone. Ha- I had this exact. No, no hold up. No, no, no. no let me he talk. Is undefeated, undefeated in games doesn't tear his elbow. <laughs> let me have a little moment, okay? I had this conversation last night. Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, who is an elite receiver, George Kittle, one of the best offensive lines, the best defense, the best running back, the best coach. Dude, I truly believe that they could put any quarterback there and they could have the exact same success. I believe that somebody 
like a very bad backup. Like, give me a bad backup right now. A bad backup? Yeah, just name a quarterback. A backup quarterback. Andy Dalton. He's a very good backup. He's like one of the best. Okay, Okay, Brian Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. You could put Brian Hoyer right now on this 49ers team, and they are undefeated right now. Not, yes, I fully like, stand. Look, last night I watched this game, and I, I made like, the comment. Look, the Niners got to about the 30-yard line, and I said, okay, I'm going to do exactly what Brock Purdy does for the rest of this drive. First time, he handed the ball to McCaffrey. He could do that. Anybody could do that. Next play, hands to McCaffrey. Next play, hands to McCaffrey. Okay. Next play, he throws a tiny little screen pass, like about two yards, okay, to a wide-open Kyle Juszczyk for about 15. Okay. I could do that as well. Any quarterback could do that. And then he doesn't play wide open dude in the end zone. Like it was a two-yard pass. What is tough about that? He's put in the greatest situations. And I believe I, I believe Rob Purdy's he's in a great situation. He's put in great situations but because the 49ers we, we are so tested. good. And I will stand by this. He's they're probably gonna win the Super Bowl this year. And I totally am aware. I would not be shocked. No, I totally, I, 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 I am totally assuming that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but it's not going to be because of Purdy. It's going to be because of their defense. It's going to be because of their coach. It's going to be because of their O line. It's going to be because of we their running back. Theory in the, in the NFC, NFC Championship, Championship game, game when they, when they were, down were down to their fourth quarterback. quarterback, you could not just throw anyone in there. They were playing the Eagles. We tested the Eagles this theory. Were insane last year. We tested the theory. You can't just throw anyone back there. Is he in a, great, he situation? In a great situation? Of course, of course he's in a great situation. Can you put a lot of guys back there? Is there going to find success there? Yes. But that doesn't mean that what Brock Purdy isn't doing isn't impressive. Okay? Is he just handing the ball to McCaffrey? Yeah, he's doing that. He's doing good screen passes. Is he finding guys wide open again? Of course, because, again, they do have probably the best coach in the NFL right now. Probably the best defense and probably the best supporting cast around the quarterback. But at the same time, he is just, he is just, he's in the he's position, in the he's not like he's throwing not like, to his head. head. He's, he's like, I'm here, like, this I'm is here. my role, this is what I'm doing. He's not throwing interceptions, he is delivering good passes. Like, you have to admit that a handful of times a game, there are passes there that are like, wow, that's a really good pass. That's a really great dart to receive. You have to admit that he has good passes, he's making great decisions. Sure. But look at this, Jordan Mason, some random running back, 10 rushes, 69 yards, a touchdown. You're having nobody's performing. Like, he's got everything at his disposal. The greatest situation any quarterback has ever been in. I agree. It's a great, agree. Situation. It's a great situation. And you know and who it's a better, you know situation, a better situation for? It's a better it's situation, situation for the 49ers as a whole, not just Brock Purdy. Because they picked up Brock Purdy last. last. So you know what his contract is? Zero dollars and zero cents. They owe this man has nothing. nothing. Okay? okay? That's not entirely true. But in terms of like... What they would have what to pay, like pay any like other guy, they're, they're not paying him a lot of money to do this. So they get to so put that money put elsewhere that money to get better players. Get this is why having the superstar quarterback that demands a big contract, like, if you don't win a Super Bowl in your first five years, the statistics have shown that you're probably not winning a Super Bowl The exceptions to that rule being Tom Brady, because he routinely took under-the-market contracts and took pay cuts so he could have a better team around Great situation for the 49ers. Great situation for Brock Purdy. They're going 17-0, not going to win. And they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, my favorite pastime in the NFL, how many interceptions can Dak Prescott throw? 
he said that he wouldn't throw more than 10 this season. Well, guess what? He's got four through five games, so we are well on our way. I am here for all of it. I hope that he throws 18 interceptions this year. That'd be awesome. Yeah, last night those were pretty rough. There's no, there's no backing those up. No. Also, where was Michael Parsons? Dude, he was non-existent. The Cowboys' defense has been like elite for so long this year. You know, they're playing dominant teams like the Giants and the Jets and the Cardinals. Oh wait, they got torched by the Cardinals and the Patriots. Oh, those are four dominant teams. Mm. How come? How come they didn't remain dominant when they played just another dominant team, huh? Yeah, it's because they played terrible teams. They played terrible it's teams not so them boys' year. Hard. It's not them boys' year. Not they, not, not, them, boys. They not them boys. This ain't their this year. Ain't their pretty, year. Good. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all, right, all the well, games for the week. The Great week. conversation Great about Brock Purdy because he is unfortunate. Is um, we'll stand by that. We'll stand by that. Um, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm probably going to end up seeing that whole Brock Purdy argument on a reel because Austin's cooking up some fire reels, though. <laughs> so I've been a little slacking off on some of those, those, but I probably will turn that into a reel just because, just because <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. Guaranteed, 100% correct. Right. 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 Um, thank you guys for watching the recap, recap on, on five. five. Uh, hopefully we'll see you guys hopefully for week six. Be sure to follow KA underscore football on Instagram so you can check out our picks that we make every week as well as get updates on our current victim situation. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for watching this episode of KNA Football. You can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts. If you made it this far in the video, thank you. You're a real one. We'll see you next time.